Welcome to the Joint to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. Uh, my guest today is Maya Argaman. Uh, she is the Horticulture Program Senior Coordinator for the California Native Plant Society. Uh, California Native Plant Society's mission is to protect California's native plants and their natural habitats today and into the future through science, education, stewardship, gardening, and advocacy. Uh, Maya, thank you for joining me for the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for, for taking the time. Um, I'd like to start if you can kind of elaborate a little more on what um, the California Native Plants uh, Society's mission and overall goals are for the organization. Yeah. So the California Native Plant Society, or I'm going to just call it CNPS just for sake of. Perfect. Yeah. So CNPS's mission is to protect California's native plants and preserve them for future generations through the application of science, research, education, conservation, and gardening. Um, so I work for the state office, um, and we also have um, 35 local chapters throughout the state, um, and they're all volunteer-led, and they have you know, their own um, programming as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually grown a lot over the past few years since I've been working at CNPS. Um, and we have like a conservation department, a vegetation department, horticulture, which I'm a part of, um, biodiversity initiatives, um, education, um, and plant science. So yeah, we have a lot um, of different facets of the organization. And yeah, it's grown a lot. Like it's more than doubled over during COVID, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so that's our mission. Can you also kind of talk a little bit about the uh, organizations, um, well, how, how they implement the work across California's varied plant communities, right? There's very different uh, regions throughout California, and it seems like the the um, the organization uh, covers the entire state, right? Can you kind of talk a little bit about how that works? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'll talk about the conservation aspect of CNPS. Um, and basically, um, we really focus on conservation initiatives throughout the state um, and across all of California's varied plant communities. Um, California is a biodiversity hotspot with um, over 6,500 native plants. Um, and, you know, we have a diversity of plant communities that, that cover the state, including deserts, the Sierra range, coastal regions, grasslands, and everything in between. And so the conservation aspect of CNPS focuses on the biggest threats and the opportunities for conservation um, of these specific plant communities. CNPS doesn't necessarily focus on like specific individual species rather than, um, you know, we focus more on the plant communities, how they, these communities play really fundamental foundational roles in our ecosystems and the services that they provide. Um, and we really think that these relationships are critical for both to both conservation and science as a whole. The interesting thing about the VEG program at CNPS is that they've created a classification system that has really become like the standard for interpreting statewide vegetation patterns and initiating local and regional ecological assessments. And today the program, 
you know, is used to like inform conservation and land use planning amidst all of like critical decisions with development and throughout the state. Also, another aspect of it is the important plant areas uh, program um, and CMPS works region by region to build like this first comprehensive map of these important plant places, why we need to save them. And, you know, I'm coming from the Hort background. So this is not my expertise. This is just like what other folks in CNPS does, but I think it's a really um, critical and cool aspect of the organization, kind of focusing on community level approach to conservation and like mapping of all the, pretty much they're trying to map the entire state and um, in terms of like what vegetation is where and how it's changing over time which I think is really cool. Are you able to speak to, so you're a part of the horticulture program. Um, are you, um, I guess, maybe talk a little bit about how, what types of programs are, are being developed or what are you involved in specifically? Yeah, yeah. So so a big part of what we do is kind of um, outreach and education around um, gardening with native plants and kind of changing the narrative that, you know, native plants are a great, um, option in design in public and private spaces. Um, we have a big campaign called Bloom California. Um, if you just go to bloomcalifornia.org, it'll show up. Um, and that's kind of geared towards increasing the supply of native plants throughout California. So we work with over 100 nurseries throughout the state and promoting these 11 different native plant groups. Um, and it's like a ton of marketing um, material that gets sent to the nurseries and, you know, tracking their sales. That's a big, big project that I work on. Um, it's a three year long program and it'll hopefully be expanded afterwards. And we work with certain water districts, mostly in Southern California, um, to do like um, lawn to native plant rebate programs um, and like maintenance guides and um vignettes and like garden designs with native plants. Um, Calscape.org is a big project that we're working on as well. Calscape is a CNPS database um, and it's really cool. You just go go onto Calscape.org and you type in your location and it generates all these native plants that work in, that gr naturally grow in, in your area and gives you like a ton of different gardening tips and um, sources of where to buy these plants too. So it's a great resource. I use it all the time um, when I'm like just trying to find plants for for my own garden or friends' gardens and other folks as well. Um, and we're, yeah, we have like a garden planning tool on there too, um, which is exciting. So, and we're going to be revamping Calscape and doing a whole redesign and make the user experience better as well. But right now it's still a great resource um, so that's a big part of Hort as well. Yeah. Uh, Calscape is something definitely that we use pretty often to kind of, even just to, uh, confirm some of the, um, uh, ideas we have for plant pellets, right? We just want to make sure that we're, we're choosing the right plants and that they're specified correctly and, and within the same groups. Um, yeah. Um, that's cool. So you guys have a, a part in that and putting that together, those, that type of work that, that the web page you tell. Yeah. Like we're going to be updating it and it's going to be in phases, but yeah, that's exciting too. That's great to hear that you're using it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a pretty uh, useful resource. Um, you mentioned the advocacy work that the CNPS does. Um, 
how does that how does that work and how does that protect um the native habitats from say uh you know big developments yeah yeah so um like one of the conservation program's main priorities is um like identifying threats to rare plant populations and sensitive plant communities across the state um and we're working to stop projects or minimize the impacts of these projects in native habitats um and it's usually through CEQA or NEPA processes um and the conservation and like pretty much the advocacy team um, works on campaigns that permanently protect important habitats um, by turning these important areas into national monuments, wilderness, or giving them to other, other land de designations um, that provide long-term protection um, from development. So kind of having like more, you know, permanent standing in these important areas that really need to be preserved for future generation, generations. <laughs> um, and the conservation team also works to support statewide policy and legislation that helps protect native plants and habitats, like such as the Dudley Poaching Bill, um, which was signed into law last year. So kind of a broad range of, you know, protecting native, native habitats from development. So um, speaking of the uh, the different uh, native habitats throughout California, um, I know CMPS does a lot of work as far as getting that information out. But what are some of the benefits of designing and uh, with natives and adding native plants to um, to plant palettes? Um, and what can designers do to encourage choosing natives in their client spaces? Right, a lot of times clients are maybe not even aware that there are native plants in their area, right, for their for their home or project? So there's so many benefits when choosing to design with native plants. Um, I really, I think that native plants not only are beautiful and, you know, require really minimal water and maintenance and inputs, but they also provide like a sense of place that's unique to California. Like, I think it's really, really special to, you know, be able to represent like your plant community in your backyard and our motto is restoring nature one garden at a time. Um, so I, I think that's really special. Um, and, you know, also if clients want something that's like low maintenance and low water, you know, in California, we're not going to get any more water, you know, it's just going to drought is going to just get worse and, you know, longer. So I think, you know, choosing to plant native plants that naturally thrive in your microclimate in your region that you are in makes gardening easier. And, you know, native plants require less water generally than non-natives um, and also provide, you know, habitat um, for wildlife and um, sources of nectar for pollinators and, and food for birds and, you know, just have like a multitude of benefits. Um, and I think they're really beautiful and they can work in a, a variety of, you know, different designs and aesthetics that your clients want. Um, you know, I'm in San Francisco and I see, you know, really beautiful native dune grasses in my area. And um, yeah, like I think it's, I think there's a lot of versatility with native plants that people oftentimes overlook. Um, and yeah, so I think if you want to have like, you know, I think for clients showcasing that they're, you know, if you want to be climate conscious and water, you know, use less water and provide habitat for pollinators, you know, native plants are the way to go. Um, yeah, I think that the, the, uh, the water usage and um, on top of that, the, the water bill is a big, um, a big uh, selling point. Totally. Like some native plants just really don't need much water beyond establishment. Like 
in my backyard. It's just like I started growing natives here a few years ago and it's like I barely water them really like maybe once a month and they look so happy with just a little bit of water and even like peak summer like so I think that's a really big selling point as opposed to three to four maybe five times a week a week for turf right you're not watering <laughs> you one once or twice a month yeah um uh Coming up on, on our uh, last uh, question here, um, Maya, um, what is uh, CMPC's advice to landscape architects and designers when it comes to their work on developments that oftentimes are encroaching and um, often replace native ecosystems? I would say to at least if, you know, you have to go through with the project, just, I mean, try to keep as much of the native ecosystem intact. Um, and if that's not an option, just replace it with the same plants or the same plant community um, just so that isn't fully lost. The, the, the CMPS's work also touch on the, um, um, the, the, the fauna part of the ecosystems. Are there any sort of, uh, is, is that part of the work? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of a certain plant supports a certain animal, right? How do you, how does that relate and how does that affect the work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, specific native plants that provide um, specific ecosystem benefits for native pollinators, like native butterflies and native bees that are really like specialized, that they rely on these plants for, you know, um, habitat or sources of food. Um, so on Calscape, you know, if you go onto specific plants, you can see what pollinators this plant supports, um, which is really cool. So um, yeah, I mean, we definitely try to tie in, you know, the kind of the interaction between flora and fauna with the work that we do, because it's all it's all connected. I mean, anything with ecology, like all the systems are connected and with landscape architecture and architecture in general, like they all work together. So it's important to keep that in mind. You're, you mentioned you're in San Francisco, right? Um, obviously different than in Southern California where I'm at, what is the, um, in your location, what is, is there a, a name for that ecosystem, that habitat, I guess the, 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 the region of, uh, um, that you, do you classify? Yeah. So, I mean, San Francisco is interesting because there's like a lot of different microclimates. I am in the sunset neighborhood of San Francisco. So it's, it's, the western part close to the ocean so it's more coastal scrub community so i'm growing for example like coastal buckwheats um sagebrush and mugwort and california fuchsia yeah so it's like a more woody silvery kind of plant palette um color palette lupin to yeah, so it's it's definitely cooler climates. Like it's foggy right now. I'm in a sweater. You know, it's like it's very foggy here, and there's no summer. So I mean, the fall can be warmer, but still nothing compared to Southern California. So I think it generally it's really important to just you know it's great to have a plant community approach with your gardening and choosing your plant palettes for clients. And I think it all just looks really good too when you have like when you choose plants that are in the same plant community. Yeah. So, I mean, but I do see up here, like, you know, what's the common name? Like Matilla poppies up here, you know, and those are really a bit like a Southern California plant, but they thrive up here too, you know? So it's like, it's all mixed, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, 
you can you can tell the difference, especially if you're into um, landscape design, where there is a native have a plant palette as opposed to you know bringing the different different palettes together. Um, it, you can tell that's in the color and the texture, it all kind of flows together nicely. Yeah, totally. And I think that's great too, to just create that sense of place here and using plants that, you know, not like an everyday plant that you can grow anywhere in the world. Like, I think it's really special to have plants that are. Do you, do you have, do you have a favorite plant or tree? Oh, that's such a hard one. Uh, I do love buckwheats. I feel like that's my favorite. Yeah. Like genus of plants. Yeah. And I love um, buckeyes too. It's a California buckeye. I think that's a beautiful tree that is native to San Francisco too. So, uh, Maya, what are some ways that people can look up more information on the um, CNPC's uh, uh, missions and work? Yeah, so I would say going to cnps.org/gardening is a great place to start. There's a ton of resources and blog posts and how to get started, and you know more information about native plants. Also, calscape.org is a great resource. Um, like I said earlier, you just type in your zip code and all these plants are generated that are suitable for your area. Um, and also bloomcalifornia.org is that marketing campaign I mentioned earlier. And those highlight 11 like all-star native plants that work um, throughout the state. And you know it has all the different nursery partners we work with and instructional how-to guides and consumer booklets and really pretty um, garden designs that you can you know use for inspiration as well. Does Bloom California also provide resources for, like you, you mentioned, the lawn to native replacement programs? Is that, some, is that something they can look up? Um, yeah, we have. That's not on Bloom California, but it's on cnps.org slash gardening. We have a page about that. Um, and it's like a ton of, we, have, we just did a webinar a few months ago about converting your lawn to native and, you know, where to, like different rebate programs in California. So there's a ton of resources on the CNPS website for that. And we'll, we'll include um, links to to all that in the in the show notes. Uh, Maya, thank you for taking the time. Um, we will, like I said, we'll, we'll keep all we'll put links in the in the show notes for everybody to get more information. Um, awesome. Thank you very much. You have a it's Friday, so have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it.